0: Barkley. Off and running. Saquon Barkley. Say bye-bye. Penn State. Here's Jones dropping back. He's looking for his favorite man, Devin Smith, again.
1: 12 oh! gauge, baby. 10 of the
0: 44. Pryor in motion. They hand it off. Taylor, how about this? They get it to a more in space. A burst of speed!
1: A first down for Purdue! He's still going! More! Touchback! Touchdown! Three, two, one. It's that time of year. I am finally back doing some college football videos. I wanted to just do a separate section. Because college football is my favorite sport. I love talking about it more than any other sport. The Big Ten is coming back, though, on here. The Respect the Midwest podcast, which is why I've waited so long to start a college football segment. Because I don't really care about the other conferences. However, I would like to speak on them for just one moment. In the first few weeks of you know the big conferences playing football, the SEC, Big 12, ACC, the sentiment around the college football fan base has been that we've seen a lot of crazy upsets and weird things that only 2020 can bring. And I thought about that, you know, like, yeah, there are, there have been a lot of upsets, a lot of crazy things are happening. But then I did a little bit more research into it, and I've realized that things really haven't changed that much, and, I mean, the, things are the way that they've always been, and, you know, maybe not always, but within the last five years, you know, you look at the results here, in the first few weeks and nothing's really changed. For example, Tennessee gets blown out by Georgia. Tennessee is not Tennessee isn't a good team. That wasn't shocking. I wasn't shocked by that. Clemson blew out Miami. Nobody like, the Miami's not back. Nothing's changed. Miami is still leagues away from competing with Clemson. Texas A&M beat Florida. Now this was the one that got a lot of people uh you know saying like oh wow 2020 is crazy how did texas a and just got blown up by bama how did they beat the number 14 florida florida does not florida is not the fourth best team in the country they stink florida has is not back quote unquote florida florida is what they are they've, they haven't changed clearly florida has not changed that's not surprising the narratives that we're seeing now they've been the same nothing's changing Oklahoma's defense sucks. Texas is not back. We've like this, the, these things have been going on for a long time. Oklahoma losing two in a row is not crazy. You knew that you know once they didn't get a generational talent at QB, things were going to stop. None of this is surprising. LSU has lost back-to-back games, or not back-to-back games, but they lost to Mississippi State and they lost to Missouri this past weekend. Nobody in their, like, and everyone was like, oh, wow, this is crazy, 2020. LSU lost, like, 90% of their starters. This isn't surprising. None of this is shocking. Everyone thought Mississippi State was going to be, like, the hot new team after week one because they beat LSU. Well, LSU sucks, and Mississippi State sucks. Mississippi State had two points last weekend against Kentucky. Bench KJ Costello. The air raid doesn't always work it hasn't it's not going to work in Mike Leach's first year Alabama's defense also stinks it still stinks Alabama's defense has been I mean, way below Alabama standards the last few years bottom line is nothing. I mean it's 2020 it's a weird year but nothing changed things are the same and I expect the same for the Big Ten this year and at this time I'm going to bring in my partner for today's show co-host A man who I haven't spoken with on these airwaves for a long time at Sea Cruise Sports. You haven't posted a long long time either. What's up with that?
0: No. uh, Well, thank you for having me today. Um, I haven't posted just because number one of a Big Ten guy first. Right. That's my favorite conference. And the Big Ten's not playing, so, you know, there's not a lot of hype for me. Do I enjoy watching other games? I do, but uh, it's just not the same without the Big Ten playing.
1: So let's just get right into it. Obviously, some things that are different this year is the schedule. Obviously, all conference scheduled this year for the Big 10, Big 12, uh, most conferences out there. Let me just lay out how we're going to do this here. We're going to take a quick look uh, over each team, give our opinions on them, and at the very end, we're going to release our division standing predictions for the year. So let' OK. So let's start in the Eastern Division with the Indiana Hoosiers now, oh, I know. Fun fact: uh, Indiana is the only team Northwestern has a, a winning record against, um, besides like Rutgers and Maryland or whatever, <laughs> of all the Big Ten teams. But Indiana come in with Michael Panix Jr., who was a, I mean, for the time that he played last year, was a stud mm-hmm. and led them to competing, uh, you know, against teams that normally they wouldn't compete against. Unfortunately, he got injured. Peyton Ramsey. Yeah. Who we will get to later, uh, started a lot of games for Indiana last year, but yeah, it seems like you know, especially after the last year, they were on the up and up. But I see, you know, I don't see them having <sighs> having a great uh, you know great year this year. They open the season with Penn State, chance to make a statement there, um, but they're in the Big Ten East, and their crossover oh. game is at one of their crossover games is at Wisconsin. So that kind of sucks for right, them. Right,
0: right, right, right. One of their games, yeah. Um, you know, because they're playing. T- I would say this. I would say that you know, if I can go first, Indiana at best. Mark my word, four and five, because they they play Wisconsin, Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, and then the games against Rutgers, Michigan State, Maryland, and Purdue could all be losses. So at best, they'll be four and five. That's yeah. my my comment. I,
1: I would agree with that too. I think not only are like. You know Penn State because they're not going to win every game, right? You know
0: they have no chance of winning every game, right? So I would say if if they are, uh, I'm sorry, I said four and five, I meant four and four, but you know, yeah, I definitely, I definitely think they'll be five hundred or less.
1: I actually think three and five uh, is is more likely. They play Penn. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, Yeah, Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Purdue. I mean, in my mind, I would have all those teams favored over them. Uh, I do like Purdue this exactly. year, and we'll get to them in a little bit. So, And, yeah. and uh, you know, they went 8-4, and four, I think 8-5 and five for the bowl game last year. Good season, um, but, but this, this might be a little bit of a drop-off without that uh, non-conference yeah. play to boost the I record. I mean, I, I, I don't want to belabor last year,
0: but, you know, they did beat Rutgers. They beat Maryland. They beat Nebraska. They beat Northwestern. They beat Purdue. They had a good year last year as far as, like, the teams from the West – but they lost nearly against everybody from the East, and they barely beat Purdue in double overtime last year. So I don't see them being better than last year.
1: Move on to Maryland here. Maryland is Maryland's an interesting story. Uh, Mike Locksley, their new coach. You know they they've ramped up their recruiting a bit in the last couple of years, but you know the the product on the field just hasn't really reflected that yet. Maybe this is the year they pull off a couple of upsets. Um, the way they start off their year is just brutal. Uh, at Northwestern, home versus a Minnesota yeah. team that many people, are, you know, are, are having as a dark horse to win the Big Ten, especially in the Big Ten West. At Penn State, and then they get Ohio State at home. Uh, yeah. Rough way to start the season. That game versus Northwestern, I think, is very underrated. Uh, is a very underrated mm-hmm. game in week one. You know. What, what do you mean by underrated? Well, you know, Maryland has a tendency to play well in week one. If you remember, they beat Texas two years in a row. Yeah, yeah, but Texas one. has been bad for several weeks. I understand, but um, you know, they have a tendency to play well in Week 1. Northwestern doesn't. I would favor Northwestern in well, the game, but m- yeah. not by that much. Well, the thing is about
0: Northwestern this year is that they have some sleeper red shirts. They have some four stars on defense that are starting this year, yeah. and they're predicting three uh, linebackers to be on the, the Bednarik list, I believe, or... Uh, for, for the linebacker but here's here's the thing most people are picking Northwestern to win this game obviously it's up in the air and you can play really good against Notre Dame right and then and then drop a game versus Illinois State right so they're they're about as volatile as a team can be I do have Maryland however uh, faring the same as Indiana so I think the, the three bottom of the barrel uh, teams in the east, you know,
1: I'll we'll just say the two for now is Maryland and Indiana. Yeah, the two out of them. yeah for sure. I, I, best case scenario, they might pull off one upset against the Minnesota, maybe a Michigan, depending oh, on hand. But see, Minnesota, okay, we'll get to that. Maybe
0: yeah, but right now, ESPN FPI Football Power Index has
1: ninety percent chance Northwestern wins this game. Yeah, best-case scenario for Maryland, I'm saying maybe 3-5 maybe and five is the best-case scenario.
0: Maryland lost. Listen to the last five Maryland losses. Okay, OSU, Michigan, Minnesota, Michigan State, in a 54-7 to seven loss versus Nebraska.
1: So all the returning players haven't won a game forever. The Mel Tucker regime coming into East Lansing for the Michigan State Spartans this year. Rocky Lombardi looking to be our starting quarterback. He's been in that program for a few years now. He knows the ins and outs, but it is a new coach. Many people are expecting this season to be down for Michigan State. I would tend to agree with that. Um, their <laughs> schedule, I will say, their schedule, the way it's set up, doesn't get like overbearingly hard until the back half. Uh, they have a stretch of games versus Indiana, Maryland, Northwestern, which I think are all very, very winnable games, and they open with Rutgers, <sighs> so they could easily go four and four in the year. Three and five is more, I think, is more realistic, and maybe even two and six. I mean, the, the, in my mind, the future is not—you know—future of this season, at least in, in the short term, is not very bright for the Michigan State Spartans.
0: Well, I can see wins versus Rutgers, Maryland, Northwestern, Indiana, so. I'm gonna put them at six and four. Uh, we're gonna go, not bottom three from Michigan State.
1: I would agree. You want to you
0: want to stay away from the bottom
1: yeah. three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their win total right now is set at three and a half. I would probably pick under, unfortunately. Um, I you know I, I love it when they beat Michigan, but I don't. you're going to go under three and under three and a half. And the a half. Yeah, they're you know three and five. Well, that w-
0: that would place them in the bottom three.
1: Yeah, I don't think Michigan State's going to be that good this year. Really, you think they're going to look- like bad? So like,
0: so mi- they have losses to Michigan. Like maybe lose to- Ohio State and Penn State, right? But then the other five are
1: up for grabs, right? So how can mm. you- okay. I don't think those games are as up, or up for grabs. I mean, in Michigan, Michigan State's a rivalry, so I understand. it doesn't matter what the ranking is. I'm not saying I wouldn't love watching them beat Michigan. I just don't think it's going to happen. Okay. Speaking of the Michigan Wolverines, and I hate saying that name in general, uh, they, they come in this season... With an interesting schedule. They open at Minnesota, which I think is going to be a fantastic game. Oh, it's going to uh, be. I hope it's a great game. Night game. It might not be. but The primetime ABC game there in Minneapolis. Obviously without fans, so it'll be a little bit harder for Minnesota to get the, to get the crowd pumped. This is an interesting schedule for Michigan. It, every other year, basically, they trade years where they get, where they they get where they go on the road at Wisconsin and on the road against Penn State. They do those in the same year. This year, they get them both at home. Um, but they do a little at Minnesota at right. Minnesota here is the key uh, the key factor here Michigan normally does not perform well in week one wouldn't be shocked at all if they took an l in that Minnesota game and then went on to beat Wisconsin and maybe even Penn State um, that that Minnesota game is going to be a great that's a night game on ABC yep. that so ah oh, man I might go to I might have to go out to watch that absolutely and you know it None, again, no part of me would be shocked if they even went undefeated with the schedule. I think talent-wise, they're better than maybe only not Penn State and Ohio State. But other than that, they shouldn't have any problem Ugh. going at least 5-3 and three with the schedule. That's a
0: really big prediction to say that they're better than Penn State.
1: If they go anything under 5-3, and three, Jim Harbaugh needs to be fired. And I know it's that's another conversation we should have. And I know it's twenty twenty, and I understand that like do coaches get a pass for this year. If Jim Harbaugh goes four and four, get him out. <laughs> He's done. Get him out. <laughs>
0: is is so that's your limit, right? That, if, that's... if Harbaugh goes four and four, I think he should be fired because look at what Lloyd Carr look look at what all the other coaches did. Right. And compare. You have to compare. You can't
1: set a new standard. For Harbaugh. That's the, that's the thing, though. I think Michigan, especially Michigan fans, have done that. I'm not sure what the administration thinks of it, but Michigan fans have done that. They've set a new standard because it's Jim yeah. Harbaugh, and he's... You know, as Michigan fans, but, I've but heard
0: Rodriguez was a former. Like they were all pretty much. I mean, yeah. All right, okay, yeah. But let's quit talking about
1: Michigan. I, yeah, I don't. We'll just stop. It's yeah. tough to talk about this. Yeah. This small <laughs> the, their, their win total is set at six and a half. I would probably say. I'm, I
0: mean, other than
1: Tom Brady, who have they really
0: produced? Not, other than nothing maybe, really.
1: you know the, the Fab Five. I would Go say ahead. six and two seems pretty uh, reasonable for them. There's no <laughs> really. Yeah, I have I have losses. This is I have losses
0: versus. Wisconsin, Penn State, wow. and OSU for sure. For sure. Wow.
1: For sure lost. I will say, but, but, they, and, but they
0: get... Five and three at best for a min, uh,
1: Michigan this year. I don't think Wisconsin... Ah, Wisconsin is a team that I
0: And a possible loss it's, to... It's but you have to understand, it's completely possible that Michigan could go four and four. And then that means that they have to play really good versus Michigan State right. and Indiana... Which
1: should be a, a rollover game, but yeah, I got you. The oh, December twelfth, what a game! Oh, for sure. The Ohio State Buckeyes is the next team we will go over. Obviously, my favorite oh. team. I'm going to predict them to go undefeated. But let's get real for a second. I think Ohio State uh, got a treat in terms of the schedule. I mean, we this is an outrageously easy schedule. Our only really like tough game before Michigan is at Penn State. And they're without Mike. The only tough game. And they're with the only possibly tough. game. And they're without Micah Parsons. And Micah Parsons is one of the. He's going to be a first round draft pick for sure in the NFL this year. He opted out. He didn't choose to opt back in. Well, can 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 I
0: interrupt you for a second? Yeah.
1: Please don't overlook the Penn State game. No, I'm not. That's what I'm saying. It's it's a really tough. I mean, it's it's on Halloween, right? Uh,
0: you. So, is Halloween a full moon? I don't know, (laughs) but you could lose. We could go five years back and see the same thing happen again. But you're looking at minimum, all right, minimum, 6-2. and two. The best you can do is 8-0, obviously. And I think you can do
1: 8-0. I, I do, too. Uh, if we get past Penn State, you know, the thing is, the only thing I'm afraid of is, like, you know, if we if we sleepwalk into a loss at Maryland, at Illinois, you know, at, well, at Michigan cons- State. Consider consider
0: this. Your first game... Is Nebraska at home in two weeks? Right. Well, actually, in twelve days, less than two weeks. Yeah. What are your What are your predictions on Ohio State versus the Cornhuskers? I think we are going to stomp them into the ground.
1: <sighs> it's so, a score prediction? Do you? Can you give me a like a? I mean, we're gonna we we're gonna put up at least forty, at least forty. Oh if not my! More. Yeah, you put up forty. Oh, but what's the win margin? I don't... Three touchdowns. With, so here's the thing. With the way the defenses... I've seen defenses play around the league as a whole so far. I'm not sure if... I would I can't so say that hey, our defense no, is... No, here's my question. Okay. What's the point differential? Well, that's, let me finish what I'm saying. I don't know if the margin is going to be as big because of the way I've seen defenses play so far this year. I mean, Alabama gave up 48 points to Ole Miss. And I understand it was Lane Kiffin coaching and he knows Nick Saban really, really well. But... You know that really shouldn't have anything to do with it cuz the players are the I players I just don't ahead. I just don't know like it, it, you know not having an off season did I think matter and so I think we'll, we'll just have to wait and see uh you know what 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 the how Ohio state defense does and having Sean Wade back obviously helps with a lot of that but you know we'll, we'll just have to wait and see I think if I had okay. if I okay. had to make a big prediction right now I'd say like 48 17 maybe 21 24ish Mm-hmm. Just because, again, I don't, I don't know what our defense is going to look like.
0: Okay, right, right, right. Okay, so you're saying what's your what's your worst record possible? Worst
1: possible, I think six and two losses to Michigan. So who are you going to lose to it, if we did lose? It would be don't two. say Penn State and Michigan. It would be Penn State, and Michigan, because that's the truth. Okay. We aren't going to lose to any other team on the schedule. Man, I, I'd say by week three we're going to know who.
0: Like, if you roll Nebraska, roll Penn State, and roll Rutgers, you should go 8-0. Oh, for sure. we should
1: go 8-0 anyway. <laughs> okay.
0: But if you're, you're going to lose, you're going to lose to Penn State and Michigan. Like, I mean, they're, they're the two best teams
1: on our schedule. What do you want me to say? That's no different than you going 8-4. and So go ahead. I agree. Penn State is the next team we're going to go over, and obviously we just talked about how they play Ohio State in Week 2. That is their huge game. Their crossover games are at Nebraska and Iowa at home i um, not sure how good Iowa's going to be. We'll talk about them in a little bit. They do go at Michigan this year, though. They haven't won at Michigan in a while. Um, that game wouldn't concern me just a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll see how they fare there. They've got, in fact, the last two times they've been at Michigan, they've gotten blown out. So we'll see how that goes. I think they have a real chance to go 7-1 and one here, 6-2 uh, and two being... Um, you know, satisfactory year. They could go five and three. I could see them slipping up, maybe against Iowa, maybe in week one at Indiana uh, to open the season. But six and two, I think, is, is more realistic. Their win total right now is set at seven and a half. I would probably say. I, I keep forgetting to include that last week because there is a championship week. If you you said win total is seven and a half. Yes. That, wow. that their projected win total, yeah, that's a surprise. Well, and, th- so that and this, is also, first or this is also This in- is also including you know the the Big Ten championship week where every team is going to play.
0: Right. Well, they're one game. So, their one game is Iowa and well, I'm sorry, Iowa and Nebraska. So they only play six East teams and two West teams. So, Iowa and Nebraska, they got to go at Nebraska. And they play Iowa at home; should be a win. But at Indiana, is that yeah. could that really tell us how Penn State's going to be? Yeah, going?
1: like I just said a couple seconds ago, I think that could that could be a really you know a real trap game to open the season. It's on Fox Sports One. I'm probably going to watch. It. I'm going to be interested to see how you know how they come out in that game. But again, with no crowds, I'm not you know entirely sure how much that will affect anything, if at all. Um, I expect them to win that game. But if they you know if they were to lose a game. Not to Ohio State and Michigan, I would say um, that that would probably be the one. It may be Iowa at home, depending okay. on how okay. they start the season. Okay. And finally, I don't really know how much, how long we need to talk about this team, but I will mention Rutgers does have Greg Schiano at the helm again. The last time they were relevant was when he was the coach, so <sighs>
0: okay.
1: maybe they'll pull off one upset this year. I don't know. Maybe they'll beat any team in the Big Ten. I, I can't really remember the last time they won a Big Ten game, so. <laughs> Uh, but you know the schedule is there. They have Illinois at home. They could they could win that one. I mean they played you know the Michigan States the Marylands of the world. So hey you know may, maybe they'll win one game. It you know Ooh, best Michigan State in there. Okay. I can't imagine. I, I just well I, like I said a few seconds ago. I think Michigan State's gonna stink. Uh, their win total is set at one point five. I had to go wait on the page to find that. And I'd probably put it somewhere similar, one, one, maybe two wins this year, unfortunately for Rutgers. It'd be nice, you know, to see them win, but, you know, I don't, don't really know why they're at the conference anyway, so I'm, my hopes are not high for the Scarlet Knights this year, despite the fact okay. that despite yeah. the fact that Greg Ciano is back uh, right. at the helm. Right, 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 right. Okay. The Big Ten West, oh, my goodness, the cesspool of teams that the Big Ten West is... Now, why do you say it's successful? please? It is – we just don't – we know nothing. Now, here's the thing. I will say we know nothing, but typically the easy bet for the Big Ten West is just to say, hey, Wisconsin's going to win it. And, you know, if you say that normally, you're fine. Um, Is this a year – Normally,
0: okay, but Iowa, Northwestern in the mix, okay. You keep forgetting to mention Minnesota.
1: And another team I would put in that mix is Purdue as well. Oh, my. Purdue hasn't
0: won the Big Ten Conference for (laughs) –
1: Decades. They won it. Oh, they ahead. won it the last year. Northwestern won it. But I digress. They shared it. They shared a title that year. Anyway, won it the last year. Northwestern won it. Yeah, two thousand. No, Northwestern won in two thousand sixteen. They did not. No, I'm talking Most about the Big Ten, not the Big Ten, not the division. I'm sorry, eighteen. I'm talking about the the entire conference, not just the division. Oh
0: well. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So. But they've never won
0: a division championship.
1: Yeah, dark horse team. Yeah, they dark horse team is Purdue here. I think that, <sighs> that's an easy bet. That's dark horse. Okay, I didn't say they're the that's favorite. That's a huge disagreement, though. Well, who would you? Okay, well, who would you have in there?
0: Dark, dark horse, Minnesota.
1: I don't think they're a dark horse because everyone sees like they were good last year. Everyone kind of expects them to be good but again. But Minnesota has never won a division championship. No, but they were dark. So, they were one game away from it last year. They've been one game away right, twice right, actually. But
0: you know, one game away is the first loser. So yeah, okay. okay. But 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 the reason. So to, so what is your reason for Purdue? Because like the talent, they're, they're
1: especially on the offensive side of the ball. I don't think I don't think Rondale Moore can actually like carry the team. I really don't think so. Well, and he's not he, obviously he's not going to do it by himself. But he, so here's the reason why I say but but he has the t- lost to Iowa, lost to
0: Wisconsin, what's up in the air versus Northwestern, lost to Minnesota, and lost versus uh, Nebraska. So four and four Purdue. That's not good enough to win. But should they? Okay, sh- okay. Let's. I see what you're saying now. Should they win versus Iowa? Should they win versus Wisconsin and Minnesota? Yeah, you might be right. They, the, I think they are. You might be right. I think they. Sh- <sighs> Doesn't Northwestern have like the easiest schedule in the West? we'll,
1: we'll get to them in a second. Let's let's go okay. from the beginning. We'll get to Purdue in a minute. But first, let, let's start from the bottom up. The the Illinois Fighting Illini. Oh my um, goodness. What a dumpster fire. Absolute du- dumpster absolute fire. Absolute dumpster fire. Yeah, neither of us really like Illinois, and for good reason. They stink. They all- I don't see him winning, man. I don't know.
0: Maybe one game versus Rutgers. <laughs> I mean, yeah. This is laughable. They, they, this is so laughable. They might pull off an upset here, and they don't do well versus
1: their in-state rival Northwestern, right? They Really don't. Right? They lost. They lost last year to maybe the worst Northwestern team we've seen in a long time. So in a while, yeah. Illinois might. I mean, Illinois might be playing Rutgers twice this year. Is all I'm going to say. So. Uh, Illinois are probably going to go 1-8. Oh, and the eight. championship week? They might. Bottom of the any field. win outside of maybe Rutgers, and I don't even know if they'd be favored against Rutgers at this I, point.
0: I think bottom of the barrel last week might be an interesting game. For <laughs> right? sure.
1: 27 penalties for 300 yards. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't see a world where <laughs> Illinois wins more than maybe two games. They might pull off one upset. Um, depending on if all the hype around Purdue is real or not, they may have a chance to win that game, but I, I Illinois stinks, that's all I'm going to say.
0: So their are only possible...
1: Like, this is just
0: my opinion. Their only possible win is versus Rutgers. Yeah. Um, I don't see him winning at Nebraska, at Northwestern, at uh, Wisconsin. <laughs> Definitely not. A, if Wisconsin loses... To, I don't know. Man, it's a whole different kind I'm of not. Session. I'm not even going to entertain that thought. <laughs> the game's on Big Ten Network, so that just shows you
1: that. All right. Your least favorite team, a uh, team that I... That in the original schedule, my favorite team was supposed to get revenge on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Let's be real here. Like Kirk Ferentz, he's the most tenured coach in football. At what point does he start to wear people out? I, I, he might be in all of Division One. I. I think he is in all of it. No, Gary Patterson might have more for TCU. Either way, I'll have to look that up later. In terms of their schedule, they do go at Minnesota, at Penn State. Um, obviously, you know they play Wisconsin every year. The crossover games, uh, besides Penn State, is Michigan State. I think they could win that. They have a good chance, I think, here to go five and three in the season, um, which I think would be, would be the best case scenario, uh, assuming that they don't trip up somewhere where they're not supposed to, like a Nebraska at home or Illinois. Um, so, give me five and three for the Hawkeyes. Maybe you know four and four. You know they might pull off an upset here, beat Wisconsin six and two. But I, I think five and three is more realistic for the Hawkeyes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think so here's the problem when you look at ESPN I take ESPN with a grain of salt they have Iowa over Illinois at only 70 to
1: 30% Yep
0: That means that
1: I mean you know, I think they're going to take a, a drop 30% off 30% chance sure. they could lose Yeah I think they're going to take a drop off hmm. Minnesota Golden Gophers, last year's surprise team. Uh, I know. I mean, there's a few people who thought you know they might be a dark horse, but they were one game away from winning the Big Ten West last year to play Ohio State for the Big Ten championship. Unfortunately, they couldn't get over Wisconsin, um, who the, year, who the yeah. year before they broke a long losing streak too. But Wisconsin put yeah. themselves back in the driver's seat last year. They do go at Wisconsin this year, which is going to be that much tougher. They do open with Michigan. Uh, team that is just they're just more talented than minnesota it is at home but, right. but again you know in this you think year, so. and this year we don't know how much that's going to affect anything
0: well minnesota does have several players and i don't have time to get into it uh that they had in the bowl game in which they beat auburn and you have to remember like it was a close game but you know I think I think Minnesota is the dark horse. I think that they have a legitimate shot this year at winning the Big Ten West, which would be the first time you know since the divisions have been a thing. Uh, let's go with uh, five and three, maximum seven and one. But if they, the thing about the Gophers, uh, the Golden Gophers, they have to get past Michigan and they have to get past Wisconsin in order to just be you know good. So, they got to get past those two teams. I don't know that it's possible.
1: Can you see them beating uh, Michigan the first week? Honestly. I mean, I, yeah, I definitely... I, I can. I think I really think they can. Really? Especially with, with Rashad... I mean, it's Michigan at, at Minnesota, too. Okay. Like, with Rashad Bateman, their amazing wide receiver coming back, I most certainly yeah. believe yeah. that they have the talent to beat Michigan. And just because, you know, Michigan likes to drop, you know, big road games. So... I could see them beating Michigan. I think best case scenario for Minnesota this year it would be, would be seven and one. Um, well, who six, are they going to lose? Six to? and two at Wisconsin or to Michigan uh-huh. at home. And, I think are the two okay. most likely yeah, losses. Yeah, they do
0: struggle. They do struggle
1: Yeah, so I six and two. I think is the most likely here. Maybe trip up to Iowa, Purdue there. Maybe Purdue's a trap game the week before Wisconsin. Uh, uh, they, I guess as an Ohio State fan, every game versus Purdue is a trap game. I mean. No, no, I only say it's a track game just because it's the week before Wisconsin. That's the only reason why I say that. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah. So, I like, you know, 6-2 I think is a good season for them. Obviously, they would like to do better. Winning against Michigan opening week I think is going to be key, but hopefully they don't fall asleep on a team, especially before the Wisconsin game or in the last weekend against, uh, you know, Nebraska. You know, let's say, for example, they beat Michigan. They win the games that I think they're going to be favored by, which is all of them except Wisconsin, and, you know, they somehow pull off a game, a win against Wisconsin in Madison. They beat Northwestern. They're 7-0 heading into that last week against Nebraska with a chance, you know, winning that Nebraska game and then winning the Big Ten Championship to make the playoff. And they might fall asleep against Nebraska. So, okay. all, I would s- okay. I lo- all I would say, Minnesota has a chance here for some big wins. But I would just be afraid of them falling asleep uh, on a team that they shouldn't lose to. But 6-2, six, and- okay. six and two I think, is good. 5-3, uh, I would be like, eh, maybe you should have won the-, the extra game. Right. Oh boy. This team, uh I don't really like talking about this team cuz last year I thought they were going to be really good. I fell for the hype last year and oh they 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 stunk. And it's the it's the thing that Seacrew Sports absolutely <laughs> nailed last year. Yeah. When everyone else was buying into it, he I'm going to say you knew, but you had a feeling that that was all just all talk they hadn't really shown anything yet and i agree they hadn't shown anything i don't know why i fell for it (laughs) i know i know where you're going i think you know who i'm talking about the nebraska corn huskers who are going to get i mean their schedule let me tell you they were i mean obviously nebraska was the biggest um biggest driving force in trying to get the big 10 uh, back to play, thank God that they did. Thank you Nebraska for that. But unfortunately, when we kick off at 11 a.m. on October 24th, it's all business. Biz- it's all business from there on out, and I can't see them doing any better than four and four, three. Oh and, my! Three and five. So is, you're so you're on my sheet of music here. Three
0: and five, I think, is the most likely scenario. After three years of me predicting the correct, three years in a row. By the way, three years in a row predicting
1: the correct yeah, win loss record maybe 2 and 6 2 i don't know i mean they're going to stink i think scott frost is going to be in real trouble i have said i've said since scott
0: frost hey. was at ucf ucf had look they're one of the largest schools in the country they are so they have a huge selection and, of and, players and, a, and they recruit far and wide and yeah so, and they're
1: in a really good market for players too like you know the florida sure, area central florida is is a,
0: an amazing place to get but scott frost had a a, a, uh, a roster of players that were of a different kind of caliber than Nebraska. Nebraska, so you've got to take a couple things into to consideration here. Number one, Nebraska is a smash-mouth type football team. And when Scott Frost, who ran a UCF football team, came to Nebraska, I said it would take a long time before they would get to the Scott Frost type, you know, just because of the fans in the front office. So it is possible that this year Nebraska could do really well. They still have Martinez. Um, Martinez could break out. So I see Nebraska at 5 and 3. I see Nebraska at oh, 5 and 3 this year. That is just, I do.
1: I really do. No, I I disagree. We've basically Scott flip-flops. Frost isn't
0: he's not a loser, right? He has a lot at stake here. I, mean, I think this is what I think. I think if, if Nebraska loses I'm sorry. If Nebraska has a sub 500 record, Scott Frost is gone. But if he has a six and two, five and three, he'll stay.
1: So that's my. So, so here's the thing with that, though. It's 2020, and even if like if they stink, you know the the administration. This is his fourth year, right? If is his third year and even if he stinks you know they're they're not really going to blame him for that they're going to well, blame it on no yeah, off so season so i don't think he'll get fired after this year 2021 i think is going to be his uh, you know you know tell all season well because well i would even say
0: maybe after 2021 now that i think about it because he needs a good 5 years for an entire recruiting class
1: i would say eh i would say if after your fourth recruiting cycle so basically once you get to a point where 90, right, 90 95 percent yeah. of the team is your recruits. Then there's no excuse after that. I mean, this is you know, not everyone can be Urban. But Urban, but
0: a great Urban. coach in the Big Ten should be able to change things after a couple of years. Like
1: and you know, and that's that's the thing too, though. You got to give some, Urban, some credit. Urban Meyer came in immediately. Right, he came in immediately with twelve and zero. And P.J. Fleck. So what's that say about the coaching? P.J. Fleck in his second year in Minnesota went ten and two. So or yeah, or was his third amazing. year. Um, Ten and two actually was a hold on. Great that might have been his it might have been his third year. Either way, in three seasons, uh it was his second year. Him and Scott Frost came into Ah, I don't think so. Wait. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No no, I think it was no. It was it, that was his third year because it was 2016 when 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 Western Michigan went undefeated. And that's that's who he was oh, coaching. Yeah. So, yeah. Either way, hey, either way, attention. in his third year, his team went 10 and two. And just for reference, I, I think PJ Flex better than Scott. Flex. Just for reference, uh, Michigan and Jim Harbaugh's third year were eight and five. Either way, the point is, <laughs> is that you know Minnesota has potential here, and I, I think they have potential to make some noise. Um, but but for Nebraska, sorry, moving on, to Nebraska. It's going to be another year of Scott Frost before, you know, the boosters start getting a little bit, you know, a little bit angst, you know, angsty, and, you know, they might want to have him get out of here. Um, right, right, right. Moving on to it. Well, well, let me no, ask you specifically
0: okay. before you move on. Yeah, go ahead. So week number three, which would be week 11, week 10, Northwestern plays Nebraska. Uh, how are your thoughts on that specific game?
1: Well, let, well, while we're talking about the game, let's just move on I mean, to. We're on Nebraska. Let, well, let's let's move on to Northwestern so we can talk about both teams. Okay. Um, obviously, like I mentioned earlier, they open the season with Maryland at home. I think that is a very winnable game. Then they go at Iowa, very though. Winnable, yeah, they go at Iowa, and man. I don't know. That, that's a that's a poorly placed first road game at Iowa. I don't really love their chances in that game. We'll see though. Let's see. But they play well versus Iowa, and we'll see. If, the, the, go ahead. The thing is, is,
0: is that I see Northwestern minimum five and three. And the reason I say this is that I've obviously I have followed them, you know, since the last game, the day after their last game, they've got an innumerable amount of returning players but they also have about nine red shirt freshmen who are three and four star recruits the last time that happened was guess what what year that was 2018 hmm. so again patty fisher uh willock those guys were red shirt freshmen they came in and dominated the defense yeah. um
1: it, sounds like, it seems like yeah. patty fisher's been there forever well this is his last year yeah and so he he has a lot to lose but he also has
0: a lot to gain, so you know he. Again, I think I think Nebraska uh, will lose to Northwestern this year again, and I think that uh, Northwestern will be minimum five and three, possibly conference champions.
1: I'm going to make the call. I you know when the s- schedule it'll be either them or Wisconsin. When the schedule first Minnesota's came out, no, no. I texted you and I said, you know what? I think Northwestern could go five and three with the schedule. And I think well, that is minimum, the best. Yeah, and minimum. I think that is the best case scenario with their schedule. Oh, see, that's the best case scenario. I we'll disagree. see. We will see how good. It's the worst case, obviously. Okay, okay. If you want to get real, the best case scenario is eight. No, but uh, based on their schedule and who I think, how I think other teams are going to do, I think five and three is their best case scenario. It'll all depend on how good Iowa and Purdue won because those are two road games earlier in the season. Obviously, I, I, th- s- I think Michigan State's going to stink. <sighs> so
0: I see. I see Northwestern winning first four games possible loss versus Wisconsin, possible loss versus Minnesota. That's it. Now, granted the reason I say 5 and 3 is because somewhere along the lines they're going to screw up. Yeah, but, they're going to find a way. You know, it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be a 3 and 5 season for Northwestern. So, let's call it 6 and 2 tie for conference mm. championship. Winner goes to the I, to the conference championship.
1: I don't know about that. But uh, five and three, I think is definitely possible for the cats there. They did get a relatively easy schedule, I think, uh, comparatively speaking. So, uh, I, d- I do like them to go at least four and four, if not five and three this year. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. The Purdue Boilermakers, I've been hyping this team up, uh, he, as we've continued to go here, Rondell Moore and David Bell at wide receiver, both players are going to be fantastic receivers this year. Both players most certainly will be on NFL rosters within the next couple of years, and their schedule, they you know they go at Wisconsin, at Minnesota. Other than that, though, I mean, they open the year with Iowa. That's definitely a winnable, winnable game. Five and three for them, I think, is totally reasonable. Uh, 62 might even be reasonable. And if they can pull off an upset against Wisconsin or Minnesota, they may have a chance to win the division. That's how confident I am in Purdue this year. I'm not going to go as far as I did with Nebraska and say that they are going to win the division, but I think that, but I think that the chance is there. And if they can, like like I said, if they can pull up and pull off an upset, I guess a Wisconsin, excuse me, or a Minnesota, and win every game. uh, Other than that, who, you know, in every game that I think is winnable, don't be be shocked if you're seeing a Purdue Ohio State Big Ten championship this year. Oh my. Okay. Oh wow.
0: That's. Okay, we'll just go with that. I
1: let it go. All right, Wisconsin. Oh man, they for somehow they just do it every year. I mean, they're not the most talented team, really, even in the in the division. But they just find a way. Well, come on, Jonathan Taylor. Win games. I'm, I mean, talk about the team as a whole. I know, but
0: Jonathan, like, they have. Think about it. Wisconsin has a first round. NFL draft caliber player almost every year.
1: Right? They really do. Yeah, but uh, that speaks, to me, that speaks more to their player development as opposed to, you know, recruiting. Right, but they have some sort of dominant player like Jonathan Taylor,
0: two years in a row, best running back in college football, right? So, and then prior to that, they had defense and offensive linemen. So, I mean, yep. and
1: and yeah, okay. I've got well, I've got something for you though. I think you'll find you this You have Wisconsin winning the Big 10 West. Let me let me guess. I, I think I do. I got I've got something for you though. you'll you'll find this interesting. Wisconsin, let me just tell you, in the last four recruiting cycles, so 17, 18, 19, and this year 2020, let me tell you their ranks in the Big 10 uh, as it co- as it go- comes to recruiting. 2017, okay. they were 7th in the Big 10 in recruiting. Behind, behind Nebraska, behind Maryland, okay? In 2018, they were... As far as, like, recruiting stars. Recruiting, yes. In 2018, they were ninth behind Iowa, Minnesota, and Nebraska. But that is so subjective. Three teams. It's not but subjective. But I, I hear you. It's it's player rankings, okay? Right. In 2019, they were sixth behind Purdue and Nebraska in their division. Within their division, they they are, like, the third best team in their division when it comes to recruiting rankings. And then okay. and then for 2020 they did get uh, one extra. They're only behind Nebraska. Nebraska recruits better than them on pa- uh, on I don't even on want to talk paper. About Nebraska. They have so many problems right now. They recruit better than Nebraska on paper. Or excuse me, Nebraska recruits better than them on paper but every te- single but, year. But, 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 but it but doesn't tell matter. Me this. But it doesn't matter. But
0: tell me this, how does uh, Wisconsin not win the West when they only play Minnesota and Michigan? That's their toughest games. Minnesota, Michigan. That's it they have to win the west. I want Northwestern to win. I think they have the talent, but I think that Wisconsin will win again.
1: I do too. Okay. I mean, this is all it is. my my point is that Wisconsin has is better at player development than any team in the Big 10 really. When you take on, you know, what they Quite possibly what they've, they've got a great coach. They've got a great coach. They do. And that will about wrap up our Big Ten preview. Let, let, let's give our final predictions. Who do you think is going to win the Big Ten East, Big Ten West, and take home the championship?
0: Honestly, the safe bet is Ohio State and Wisconsin. That's the safest bet you can. Yeah, if I had a thousand dollars, I would probably say Ohio State, Wisconsin. Right. But there's a really good chance, really good chance, it could not be Wisconsin. You. you you're way better off saying Ohio State, right? Ryan Day, product of Urban Meyer, product of several other coaches. But I'm going to say Ohio State, Wisconsin. And then if you give me a second and a third choice, I would say Ohio State, Minnesota, or Northwestern.
1: And then a third choice would be Michigan, Iowa. I would agree with that. Um, my The teams that I think have a chance to win the division – in each division, let me go over them real quick. Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan in the East. I don't really think any of so the teams. Penn State over Michigan. Okay. Penn State over Michigan. Yeah. And then in the West, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa. I think. I guess I'll put Iowa in there. And then uh, Purdue. I think is is the main dark horse this year. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and say that I hope that it's. Ohio State,
0: Northwestern, yet again, so that we have a good game. But it's probably going to be Ohio State, Wisconsin. Ohio State blows out Wisconsin. Again, can't wait for 12 days to see who's going to be good.
1: Absolutely. And maybe, you know, like every year we'll look like fools and some team will come out of nowhere. Or maybe it'll, Yeah, it'll just we're, be we're, all we're
0: probably going you know? to be way off. Yeah, yeah, you're
1: right. But that's the fun of it, seeing if you're right. Any last words for the people at home? Hey, I'm going to say
0: this. Go Big Ten. College football doesn't start until 23 October 2020. And with that, I'm going to say Crew Sports, daddy out.